episode of Generation of Stories. And for the next month, we're going to be celebrating Pride Month and helping to share those stories of people in, who identify with the LGBTQ plus community. And for our first, to get us started today, we're going to share a brief history of the LGBT movement since the 1800s. What would you do if no one cared for you? Imagine, if you're honest about who you are, you could be killed. That's always been the reality for many LGBT folks since the birth of America. Many people lived in secret, fearful that someone would discover their truth. That was a motivation for Walt Whitman to write poetry that would beckon gay people to safe places where they could build community. Yet most LGBT people were still forced to live in isolation. Then Carl Maria Kirtbeny gave us the term homosexual and the power to identify. And writers like Alice Dunbar Nelson showed up. As a biracial, bisexual woman, her courage in the face of prejudice allowed more stories of LGBT people to be told. Like that of the two-spirit Sunni Native American Waywa, who impressed President Grover Cleveland, but after her truth was fully known, she was villainized. Over time, LGBT people congregated in safe spaces and we began to see more representation in art, books, and theater. America soon called women to fight and a contingent of lesbians formed in the Women's Army Corps, which became a place where lesbian women could be themselves. After the war, many women refused to go back to traditional gender norms. All of this paved the way for the homophile era. For the first time, we saw people publicly demanding livable communities and LGBT equality. Later, scientific studies proved that homosexuality was not a psychiatric disorder that needed to be cured and put an end to the practice of placing LGBT people in mental asylums. While there was a growing restlessness among gender nonconformists, one by one, LGBT folks rose up to defend themselves, rioting in places like donut shops, cafeterias, and bars. Their courage sprung from Magnus Hirschfeld's safe haven for LGBT folks, which inspired Henry Gerber to form the Society for Human Rights. This motivated countless LGBT people to create change and establish more LGBT organizations across America. By the time of Stonewall, it became impossible to ignore the gay liberation movement. Human rights leaders like Harvey Milk unapologetically called for each of us to live fearlessly in the open. His murder and legacy inspired a new generation of civic activists fighting for the civil liberties of the LGBT people. In solidarity, LGBT people of all ages, races, and genders, and their allies demanded equality for their community at the first National Gay Rights March. Then, AIDS commonly called gay cancer. LGBT people with AIDS were denied healthcare. Many politicians were apathetic. Those afflicted had to harness the will to survive against all odds, while many in America refused to acknowledge this epidemic. People got angry, sparking a movement that encouraged the community to act up. When news revealed that AIDS affected even those who were not homosexuals, policies finally began to shift. By then, an entire generation had already disappeared, erasing many voices that carried our history. 
homophobia and transphobia led to the violent loss of more lives, as gay activists lobbied for protections already offered to other people. Then legislation criminalized discrimination against LGBT folks. The military embraced gay Americans and did away with Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Gay couples gained the right to legally marry anywhere in the United States. And now LGBT elders like Marsha Wetzel are fighting and winning legal battles for housing rights, underlining that everyone deserves freedom from harassment and discrimination, especially as we age. Today, National Historic Landmarks recognize significant LGBT events as part of America's history. When faced with death and injustice, LGBT people were forced to hide in the closet until the time was right to emerge as visible and vocal activists for equality. Even today, in the face of rising hate crimes, underrepresentation, and denial, LGBT people still struggle for acceptance and equality. Three out of four LGBT older adults still worry about having enough support from family and friends as they age. This fight continues. And it's a fight where we all have a stake in. In the guiding words of AARP founder, Dr. Ethel Percy Andrus, what we do, we do for all. Our movement that started as a fight for survival has become a story of resilience. This is progress paved by heroes in the past, present, and into the future. Now more than ever, it's time for all of us to stand up, speak out, and claim care for ourselves for our LGBT community, and for our future. A living history of the LGBT movement, powered by AARP. Learn more at aarp.org slash pride. Next, we wanted to share with you some of the stories from an awesome project called Here You See Me. And this project interviews multiple different people with different backgrounds and asks them about their experiences in a variety of settings. And here are some of the stories of people who belong to the LGBTQ community. And we wanted to thank them for sharing their experiences and their story. And here are their stories. My mom, when she, when I told her I was gay, actually took me to like a psychiatrist. And I remember coming out and the psychiatrist being like, there's nothing wrong with your daughter. She's perfectly healthy. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And my mom was like, no. Watching TV, you see a lot of, you know, fairy tales and you see men and women, men and women getting married. You hear it in songs. You just everything you're surrounded by like heteronorms. So I was really trying to uh, mold myself into what a straight man looks like. A lot of it's kind of a blur because I was trying to be someone other than me. It was just like kind of like a transition from like, I'm a tomboy, I'm a tomboy, to like, oh, I'm like really, really different. I had uh, a best girlfriend, uh, a friend that's a girl who's my best friend. Um, and about the same time that I came out, she did as well. and. It was just really helpful to have two people doing that at the same time and it kind of brought us closer together. Even when I was coming out, like, I still had the things that I've heard from, like, friends and family growing up about, you know, gay people 
um, there were still those attitudes left over in my mind. So I had to like really educate myself and immerse myself into that community and that world. I've been more comfortable with talking about it, but it's still not something that I'll come out and say, hi, I'm Jen, I'm bi. <laughs> One of my closest friends, I had been talking to her about how I had been dating a, a girl and I really thought she was really cute, but I also <laughs> liked a guy too. And she said, she got really fed up with me and she said, well, you have to pick sometime, like whichever one you're gonna be with. What does their gender have to do with how I feel about them? When people find out you're gay, like it, it, like, it, it raises something in them. They feel endangered. They want to change you. And I've even had a priest once in high school tell me that, you know, I need to redeem my life um, in my sociology class in front of the whole class. And I had an argument with him. Speaking up for myself publicly was a really, really empowering moment for me at such a young age. There are so many different colors on the LGBTQ spectrum. You know, there's trans, there's, you know, lesbians, bi, you know, gender fluid, gender queer. There's so many subgenres of like, you know, people that exist in our community. At the end of the day, I really had to accept that there wasn't really a single subculture that was gonna define me. I had to accept that I was made of all of these things and that all of these identities don't necessarily make me. Be accepting of yourself, um, even though other people might not do it. Maybe I lost a few Facebook friends over it, but at the end of the day, that's okay. How you feel is not what everyone says that you are. I know that sounds a little confusing. <laughs> you're gonna have to own it. You're gonna have to get your spoon, and you're gonna have to dig down deep and be like, all these layers are mine. And the sooner you do it, the sooner you'll really know yourself. Lastly, we wanted to share a scene from the movie Love, Simon. And here it is. I have something I need to tell you. Mom, there's something I have to tell you. Can, can we talk? Yeah. I'm straight. I'm straight. I'm sorry, Mom. It's true. I like girls. <laughs> Man, you get that from your dad, is that? I'm in love with Nick. Mm. I feel it's like true. I've been raising a stranger. Yes, absolutely, you have. I'm heterosexual. Oh, God, help me, Jesus, please. Awesome. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. All this month, we are interested in hearing stories about people's favorite Pride events, sharing your personal experiences, and or anything else Pride-related that you feel like you want to share or that you're wanting to share. And again, thank you, and happy Pride Month.